Welcome to Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and today it's kind of the first of a series that I've been wanting to do where we talk to residents or people that at least work in Kankakee County to hear immigrant story, to talk to immigrants, people who were originally born in a different country, and they wound up in Kankakee County, which we wouldn't often think like, how in the world did someone from across the globe wind up in a little place like Kankakee County? But it does happen. And there's quite a few of them here with uh, really cool stories. And uh, the first um, person we're talking to in this series happens to be someone who's a very dedicated listener of the podcast and also uh, happens to be a patron supporter. And you won our uh, our survey drawing. I did. Surprise, as, surprise. As well. But uh, let's give a big warm welcome to Simon Topless. How are you, Simon? I'm, I'm doing very well, Jake. Thank you for thank you for having me in this in this wonderful setting you have here. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you like it. And uh, grateful to have your support. Um, you and I met, I don't know, a couple of years ago, maybe it was more than a couple of years ago. Brickstone. 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 It was Brickstone. Yeah. Um, it was either that or I think you had been to um, Milner Media to do some uh, some networking. Correct. Correct. Or, yeah. I came in to do some IT work for, for a couple of hours there. Yeah. So yeah. That's what I'm so, so yeah. But then I met you at Brickstone. Mm-hmm. I was having uh, drinks with uh, Elizabeth James. Correct. And, uh, and then you were, you were there as well. So I think that was the first time we actually had a com- some type of conversation. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm an old <laughs> yeah. friend of, of Elizabeth's. And, uh, and, yeah. and so, yeah, it was kind of through her that I, I, I kind of got introduced to you face to face yeah um and then um and gosh what was that was that the f- sometime last year we saw each other again um because i was in the process of liquidating my uh weber printing is my my family's was my family's printing business and so we were in the process of getting rid of uh printing equipment mm. and uh so i saw you then uh because you wanted to see one of the the yeah, pieces. I, I work for a, an IT company um, up in Tinley Park, and uh, uh, and their background is printing, um, and my background is printing. I, I, I trained as a lithographic printer back in the back in the day, so I was very interested in, in seeing what was on offer, and I, I persuaded my boss at the time to to actually take one of those um, printers just for 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 show to put in a kind of a you know a museum setting in the in the office, um, but. 
unfortunately, logistically, it just, yeah, I mean, that thing was, was a beast. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, uh, when we were moving some of that equipment, we did, it was some, when we were in the process of moving it out of, uh, our building in Mantino, we were surprised. Like we, we knew how heavy some of that stuff was. We're like, oh yeah, this is really heavy. But then it was like, when it came time to move it, it's like, okay, this is yeah. even heavier than, <laughs> than what you thought. Imagine, right? I mean, there was one point where, uh, someone had shown up with their skid steer to move one of those printing presses and, uh, one or two guys had to stand on the back of that skid steer to keep the back wheels from going. They were go <laughs> the, the back of the wheels were going up on this skid steer because this piece of equipment, piece of printing equi equipment was so darn yeah. heavy. Yeah. Cause I, it's I just like it. iron or, you know, it's just, it, that's what everything was made. And then, then, <laughs> made they're not built of. to move once they're there, they're there to stay. Usually. You know? Yeah. Right. But, and, and as we all know, I, I mean, we're talking that this equipment was probably from anywhere from like the 1920s to 1950s and everything was made out of materials that would last forever. <laughs> right. You know, and now it's like maybe uh, a car you buy has like a little bit of... <laughs> It's got a little bit of metal in there, but it's like mostly like plastic. And yeah, I've, I've got a new, a new, a relatively new refrigerator in my in my kitchen that'll probably last about two years. And I've got one in my garage <laughs> that'll that'll outlive me. You know, it was made in the seventies. Right. Yeah. It's funny how that works out. But um, anyway, so it was it was great to connect with you again in that realm, even though it didn't work out. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was kind of uh, meant for us just to connect and talk a little bit and uh, hear like how much you love the podcast, which means so much uh, to have your support, but also to learn. I had no idea that you had a, a printing background or that you even um, straight uh, yeah, straight from art school um, into um, the printing industry. Essentially, yeah. I was I was kind of making um, storyboards for printed catalogs. Um, and would would make printed plates. Would would do all the all, uh, all the, the typography. Yeah. Um, and then that would be turned into this like printed catalog that people would, you know, buy things from. I wouldn't think they. I didn't realize they did storyboards for catalogs. Well, it, it, it was um, in those days, and we're talking. Well, yeah, you know, I know we're talking, but I didn't realize ago. back then that they. It was it was the the, the photographs and the, all the text were glued onto. A, a, a template essentially and then put under the the camera to to make the printed plate so it was all a very manual oh okay so you're talking so it would the the uh the camera would capture the image through, so then you could put it on the plate correct right yeah. okay yeah. i get what you're saying um but uh well let's you know let's start at the the very beginning of simon topless so where were you born uh, i was born in the uh, town of harrogate uh, which is in the north of England in in, in North Yorkshire. Okay. Um, I was and as as York Yorkshire is that a what are they? It's a county. It's a county. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I mean the UK is made up of, of several counties. Yorkshire being the largest, uh, it's, it covers the most area. And it's kind of the way I say it is, but it's two hundred and fifty miles north of London. Oh wow, that's two hundred and fifty a... miles south of Scotland. Okay. So it's, a, it's bang in the middle of the country. I was going to say, right in the middle there. Yeah, and they've got the coast an hour east and an hour west. Okay. Wow, that's a... So you probably didn't travel to London that often. Not, I if, I could, not, not. if I could help it. No. Yeah. So what was the the 
the biggest city next to you then would have been is Cambridge in Yorkshire? No, or? that's that's just outside of London. Okay, um, it's um, it'll be York, the city of York, which, okay. is, which is one of the only cities um, in the country that's that's completely walled um, to keep out invaders, and that wall still exists. You can walk around it, and uh, it's it's spread out now beyond the walls. Yeah, but th- those walls with the archways into the city, they still exist. And York is where New York got its name from, right? I have to assume so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I forget the the whole story behind that, but I know it's something along those lines, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, someone it, it, correct it, me if I'm it, wrong. It would make but... <laughs> sense for, for, the, for the, the English that, that, that yeah. came over here to, to name places after the, you know, where they're from. So the, the wall around York, when was, do you know when that was built? Oh. Like, uh, was it like a thousand years ago? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, 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 <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I really, I, I should know, probably having been there. But I, also, it's one of those things that when you when you live somewhere, and you have this on your doorstep, I never once walked around the walls. It was a real tourist thing to do, and 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 uh, uh, York itself is is a, a massive tourist industry. But I never did it because I lived there, and I could always do it the next day if I wanted to, and just just never did. Well, that's like here living in Kankakee County. It's like there's people that have never been to like Camp Shawanasi or. Um, I'm trying to think of, or maybe even to the state park, right? You know, yeah. things like that. It's like they've lived here. The first, first thing I did when I got here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's the yeah. tourist thing to do. Absolutely. So how? So this town, uh, what was the name of it again? York. York. Uh, not York, but the the town that uh, you Harrogate. Harrogate. Yeah. Um. So you grew up in Harrogate. I, I was born there because Bo- it was the only. It was the nearest place at a hospital. Okay. Um. I actually grew up in a town called Weatherby. Um, a little market town about uh, 10 miles outside of York. Um, I, I lived there for, for three years of my life and, and then moved to an even smaller place where there was 60 people lived in this, in this village um, called Bickerton. And I lived there until I was in my 20s. So what, what was the, what's the, your family's background? Um, my dad was in sales, um, ex-Navy. Um, um, but uh, he got into electronic sales, um, and my mother was my mother uh, essentially. Um, um, but as we got older, she explored her artistic side um, and became a florist and did lots of flower arranging and, and, and teaching classes and stuff. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, that's so, where my artistic side comes from, and my IT side comes from my dad. Okay, so you're, is that what your dad did in the navy? Then was he doing Com- IT stuff? Oh, communications. Okay. Yeah. Not so much. I mean, there wasn't really that much IT back in the mm-hmm. in the fifties. I was uh, gonna say. So he was in in the fifties. Did he see like? Did he get into like the Korean War at all? Or was it around that time? Uh, no, he, he didn't make it to any any kind of uh, any any battles of any mm-hmm. any description. No, mm-hmm. it was, uh, and you didn't end up having to like travel all over the world. No, <laughs> because he, you, well, you might not have been born yet. <laughs> no, he was he was out of the navy by the time I came around. He was okay. he was working in this uh, uh, sales industry at the time when when I came around. So did did you just grow up like just being fascinated by what your dad did and that's how you picked up on it or No. No, uh, probably quite the opposite to be honest because um um I went to art college. I I pretty oh, much did right. did art through throughout my my school uh time and then um went went into art college for 3 years and came out of there with with my my art degree. Um but it was my it was my dad who got me the job straight from college working for the company that he worked for that had their own printing department. Because I mean, back in those days, again, everything was kind of under one roof. So the, the electronics that they made and, and what he sold um, were in 
were sold from a catalog that we created in, internally. Yeah. Um, so that was that was really the, the only time our professional lives passed was 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 that that five year period when I worked worked there. So what was this like day to day life like growing up? Um, in, in the in the countryside, nonetheless. Un, un, I mean, unre- unremarkable. I mean, there was the, the 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 village that I was from. It had no school, no church, uh, no no bar, no store. It was literally just this um, these houses in the middle of a of a cornfield. So, did everyone uh, grow their own? Food? How did you get it, food? Yeah. I mean, I, I know I'm sure you traveled, but yeah, you know, traveling isn't exactly easy in the the countryside. I no, mean, did people got, did ever because not everyone has cars. I mean, no, or, um, they don't. And, and certainly back when I was when I was um, small, um, you know, my father had the luxury of of having a company car, um, which was you know kind of unheard of in 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 those days, and not not every family had one. So we were kind of the the the, the main transportation to, to get people around. Um, people uh, would be like, "Hey, can can, can I you borrow your dad's car? Yeah, yeah can yeah. you give me a ride? Yeah." Um, yeah. But also, you take into context that, that England's a very, very small place, and you can fit England into, into Lake Michigan, for example. So it's, it's yeah. you don't have to go very far to find something. So um, the nearest town, Weatherby, was three miles away. So it took ten oh, minutes okay. to get there by car. Okay, um, and that had you know um, uh, grocery stores, and I'm, I have to be careful when I'm when I'm. Talking, I was going to say um, um, supermarket. So I'm, I tried to Americanize what I say, and probably for this podcast, I shouldn't do that. Just stick, <laughs> no. stick to my native language. <laughs> no, yes, yeah, st- I mean, please. Um, I, I think, I think we, you know, I think we get what you're saying, right? right. <laughs> um, but uh, so, and you could probably even walk there. I mean, uh, I, three miles, yeah. you know, and, and we did, particularly when I was, you know, in my later teens. Um, we definitely, I would, you know, I, I went to school, went to high school in, in this, in this town, Weatherby. So, and, and is that I, where you I went missed, to a grade school too? How did, how did school uh, work when you were little? Grade school? Well, yeah, it is. And I know it, it wasn't maybe, it probably wasn't called grade school. We didn't have grades. I mean, we had, um, primary school, um, and then high school. So, so primary school is, is really, um, three to 11. Um, and that was a, a, another village called Tokwith, which was three miles in the other direction, and that had the the primary school. Um, because there's no not like it, there's no kind of boundaries where you can and, and can't go to school. You can just go to the nearest one or go to the one you know that's furthest away. It's 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 your choice. Um, so, so between three and eleven, I went to this this one school and had one teacher the entire time. And I, I mean, the class size must have been twelve. Yeah, yeah. It was it was small. It was very small because you're, you're coming from. There's all these other little towns, and there was lots of yeah, lots of little villages all all came uh, uh, to, to to school at the same place because it's the only place that had a school. But it was still, even if you counted up all those people, there was there was probably less than a hundred in the in the entire school between the ages of three and eleven. So that would be interesting to be. It kind of reminds me of hearing our uh, elders here in Kankakee County talk about going to one room right. schoolhouses where they would be sitting in class with people that are age six to age like 12 yep. or 11. Yep. And so like they're, <laughs> yeah, they're I, kind I, of I, learning all these different things. So yeah, what was curriculum like then? Um, maths, English, art, history. And again, it was it was one teacher in one class so how teaching she, everything at the same time, really. So she would literally teach the uh, like someone who's at a, like age 10. She would teach the same thing to someone who's 
younger or how did that um the the that you had the same teacher per year at school. So as you know, as you progressed through the years, you you got a different teacher. But your the classroom, I never strayed from the classroom I was in. I was in the same room for for all those years. Um, but the 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 teachers weren't necessarily specialised in any one subject either. They they taught everything. Yeah. Um, or didn't. Depending on, your, <laughs> no, depending on your point of view. So. And then, so was it called high school then mm -hmm. from primary? Straight from primary to high school at 11, um, 11 to 16. Um, and that was a completely different, that was an, an eye-opener because that was totally different from the, 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 my primary school days. Um, you know, different, different classrooms for different classes with different teachers throughout the years. So, um, but it, but it, it seemed that I, I migrated into the the history, English, art side. So that the things that, that seemed to be um, the mainstay of education in the primary school was what ended up being my focus in in high school. I was terrible at science because we never did science at, at primary school. Yeah, I would imagine that might kind of get, you know, maybe not on the top of the not top in, of the not, list. Not in the seventies, <laughs> no. Yeah. So then, at at that time in the in the seventies, was there a, a law saying you had to go through so many grades or graduate with a no. high school diploma? Or what did you graduate? Did you graduate with a high school diploma? The, I'm just very fascinated yeah. by how education the, the, worked I mean, at that time. It, at, at that time, and it's different now, but there was there was no graduation. Um, you basically, if you if you made it to the end, then you went on to the next stage. So you went getting through primary school at 11, go to high school. High school was, um, you were tested at the end of every year uh, to see what your level of education was. Um, and then by the, by the time you got to 16, you would do what's called O-level exams. Um, and you would need so many, that'd be, so, so for each class that you took, and you could take you know, 10, 12 classes, you take this O-level um, for each class. And if you passed it, um, the more O levels you got, the greater your chance to go to university. Um, and if you didn't get the O level, you failed. So you needed to get some level of O level to to graduate high school. Um, okay. But it was never really it was it was on a, a class by a class basis essentially, or, or lesson by lesson basis. So you could leave school with a, a, a an O level in geography, and that means you graduated high school. Okay, and um, and so was there in order to get certain jobs did you have to yeah. have like that o level yeah no certificate or or some type of for sure the the, the, the obviously the, the more o levels you've got then the 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 in the eyes of the the employer the, the more educated you are um and i mean school didn't end at the end of o levels either if you, if you got enough you could go and stay at school for two more years and, and do a levels which is the advanced level um which is what i did um um so the, the the more O's and A's that you get, then the, the higher the chance of, of employment um, after school. And then it, it it's a, it's fascinating to hear that high school ends at age 16 instead of here it's 17, 18. Usually it's like a couple more years. Well, if you, if you take the advanced level, then it is it is 18. Okay. Um, but if you, I mean, you can you could drop out of school at, at 16, you know, do your O levels and then go go work you didn't have to you know you could get 10 o levels and, and and quit school um not that you would probably do that because you you know you definitely want to go to to to, to fight to further education um but it was a it was a you know a choice mm -hmm. so growing up 
what are some memories that stick out in your mind? Oh, um, delivering the the local newspaper and, and knowing every person by name um, uh, was was always uh, was always a fun time. It's it was really just the days where. Um, Sorry, no, it's a wrong pipe there. Wrong pipe there, yeah. Um, you know, it was it was a time when when. Um, you'd, you'd, on, on a weekend, you'd, you'd all wake up and have breakfast, and then your parents would kick you out of the house, and then they'd call you at five o'clock and say it was tea time. You know, um, so that's so, not really too different from the you know uh, uh, what time was like here. I mean, that yeah. was like the same thing. I've heard so many uh, people that grew up in the seventies and eighties, even in the in the nineties, were like, "Yeah, we were kicked out of the house. We weren't really invited to come back yeah, no, until dinner time. You weren't, weren't even welcome most of the time. Yeah, it was, you know, you to, don't come back until your knees are bleeding, basically, <laughs> you know. Um, at, at, at a time when there was, you know, maybe four or five of us of the same age, and we just played games in, in, the, in, the, in the road, in, in the street, and, and went off scrimping for apples or, or you know, just, just, causing, just causing mayhem. Um, <laughs> well, when you say mayhem... Well, specifics? Yeah. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> um, well, it's in England, we have this thing called Bonfire Night, which is um, uh, 5th of November. And um, we have firework displays. So we used to carry um, fireworks, you know, stick them down our, our trousers and, and then and let them off in people's letterboxes. And, and, <laughs> okay. Um, just, uh, I mean, the, I think the worst thing... Um, where the police did get involved, um, and, I, and I was nine, maybe they just resurfaced all the the sidewalks, the the pavements. Okay, and this particular stretch didn't set, which was great for the boys on bikes. We just rode up and down it when there was tar and asphalt everywhere, and, and yeah, uh, and, uh, and yeah. you loved making your mark in there, absolutely. And you know, <laughs> when the when the the local the local police, whose name is Norman, I'll, I'll never forget it because he was the the one policeman that did the entire kind of community. Um, you know, he came over and inspected all our bikes and we're all in, in line as, as nine-year-olds saying, oh, no, it wasn't us, it wasn't us, it wasn't us. And these tires are just black, you know, just absolutely covered. So, um, but it was, it, but then it was, you know, it was, it was forgiven very, very quickly because we're kids. It's, you know, 79, 78, and um, it's, it's what you do. And, and there was you know, no harm done, really. Yeah. It reminds me um, growing up seeing a tire uh, imprints in the concrete on sidewalks. I've definitely seen a lot of that um, out and about. And I remember seeing kids doing that here too. So. Yeah. If there's something, <laughs> if there's some trouble to be made, you're going to make it because again, particularly when you know there's going to be, um, you know, there's, there's no payback. There's no, you're not going to get into that much trouble apart from your parents saying, you know, giving you a slap on the back of the hand and saying, don't do it again. But uh, yeah. it was, it was fairly lenient back in those days. So, after high school for you, is that when college or university mm. comes in? Yeah, I, I chose um, to specialize in, in art. So, so I went to uh, a college that, that, that did art and, and uh, I did that for, for three years. I, I did it for a year and then changed courses after that year and, and did a, a, tried something else. I think I did photo photography for the first year, decided it wasn't my thing and went into um, graphic design for the, the other two years. Um, and that was a, that was a fun time. Uh, that was because the, the art college was was in Harrogate, so I went back to where I was born. Oh, okay. Um, on my on my motorcycle at all temperatures and and 
winds and and uh, that was that was not a fun time <laughs> what kind of motorcycle oh, did you have a small little um 125cc i mean that's all you're allowed to have at that age at 17 um 18 so um yeah that was that was a, that was a tough time okay yeah gosh I would imagine. so you would be riding that even in like the snow oh yeah yeah you're riding on yeah. a motorcycle yeah there was, there was no there was no buses to to, to harrogate there's no there's no direct way to get there other than under your own steam and 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 i was a late bloomer when it came to driving so i didn't i didn't get my driver's license until i was in my 20s um your, your dad didn't teach you even with well, company car. He's yeah. not going to let well, his not, kid yeah, yeah, drive really, that. I, but my mother had a mini at the time, um, which I which I was allowed to 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 practice in, and and I could drive. I just I preferred motorcycles. I just preferred to 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 ride. Um, but unfortunately, um, when it came to taking my test for my motorbike, my bike blew up. The pistons came shot out of the out of the engine. Oh my gosh! And and, and I failed. I failed. Uh, and so um and then there's a, there's a deadline you can only have a provisional license for so many years and i that ran out and i failed my bike test so i had to get into a car at that point and um i so got, I got you, that test fairly quickly but. okay it probably took you a little while to save up for a car or whatever you had to do right? yeah my, my first car was was a, a powder blue nissan um cherry i think it was at the time um which when it rained it just filled up with water so that was uh it wasn't much better than the bike, to be honest. I was still getting wet. <laughs> so, um, were you an only child? No, I have a, a, an older sister. She's two years older than me. And is she still in the UK then, or is she, she, she over here? No, no, no. She's she's uh, she's in the UK. Kind of, um, she lives very close to my uh, my mother, who's who's still out there. She lives in Weatherby, um, still, um, and. Uh, um, yeah, my, my sister's desperate to to leave the country. She she's always wanted to go and live in Spain uh, oh, okay. or somewhere in Europe. Never had the chance. So when I got to 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 move to the US, she was she was extremely jealous and uh, and uh, yeah, I haven't been back since. So you have not been back since I, I, you've left. I've I visited. I, I've okay. uh, initially through through the business. I was allowed to go back because um, the reason I moved over here was because I worked for a, a company in York who made um, uh, software. And they opened an office in Chicago and, and said to me, do you fancy three years um, living in the States? And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just, just my marriage had just broken up. Um, uh, so I figured now's a good, good a time as any to experience something new. So, uh, yeah, I came out here for, for three years initially. But part of that was I got to travel to and from the UK four or five times a year. Um, and then, but that's, that's now, that's petered out. I've not, I've not been back to the UK for five, six years, maybe now. So when did you, when did that opportunity come into play? What year was it that you were able to Ooh. live in Chicago for three 99, years? 1999. Um, cause I remember celebrating the, the, the 2000, uh, in Chicago. Yeah. It was, and it was, yeah, it was meant to be say a short, a short term, just put your toe in the water, see what it's like and, and just experience it really. And um, the three years of the of the temporary visa came to an end, and they extended it for three more years. So that came to an end. They extended it for three more years. Um, so you got ex extended what three times? Three, um, three well, ex yeah, extended twice. I got the visa initially, and then extended twice. And then by that point, they realized I wasn't going back. So they uh, the the place I worked for they uh, sponsored a green card. So um, and then once I got the green card, 
I, I left that company and went to work somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for the green card. See yeah. you later. I mean, it, it wasn't meant to work out that way. It's just, it's just, I, I'd been with that company for 16 years. Um, and it was just, it was time. It was time to experience something else in, in, in the US. And I'd, I'd, I'd settled down a little bit by that point more. Um, I, I, um, I, I lived in Chicago for, for 10 years um, in, in three or four different apartments. Um, and the question that you started with, you know, at the beginning of this, and the one I get all the time is, why did you end up in Kankakee County? You know, why, why <laughs> yeah. are you here? Yeah. Um, and generally, it's, it's one of two things that I've found is you either come here for work or for a, a woman. <laughs> and, and I came here for the latter. Um, so um, I, I met a I met a girl in Chicago, and. Uh, um, it, which in itself was an, an odd one because it's, I just got back from England on a, from a business trip and it was St. David's day, which is the, uh, patron saint of Wales. And, and it's kind of their St. Patrick's day. And, um, a friend of mine who, who's, who's Welsh was having a party in an Irish bar. In so, Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah. So it's almost like the beginnings of a joke where an Englishman walks into a, an Irish bar for a Welsh <laughs> for a Welsh party in the middle of Chicago. It does sound like um, a joke. <laughs> uh, so that was yeah, that was that was a good time, and and, and I, I I met a girl there um, who lived in 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 Bourbon A, and um, so you know I started coming down here and, and seeing her, uh, and then commuting back to the city, and uh, in the end, ended up buying a place here uh, with her and uh, and her son, and. Uh, um, commuted back to Chicago for work for four years, um, which was a long trek. Um, going up to University Park, get the train. That's a long day, and man. Get the L. Uh, yeah. So, um, and that was really the, the, the reason why I stopped working at that place was just the commute was it was a it was four hour round trip. Uh, yeah. On my day, so it, it was taking a toll. So, um, yeah, I, I got a job more locally, um, uh, and had a family and kind of settled down really. Um, not that that stayed that way, but. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your, when, when you came uh, to Chicago for the first, was that the first time you ever had been in the United States? Yes. Okay. So what yeah. was your impression when you first got to big, isn't it? Chicago? <laughs> I was going to say it'd be much bigger. I mean, are there any, obviously there's London, but I, I, I would imagine, I, I don't know. London has to be bigger than Chicago, right? I, be I believe it, it, it's with all its boroughs and the way it stretches out. Um, it, it probably is. I can't. Ima I can't guess how many people live in London, to be honest. Um, because you probably, obviously, had experienced at least London or maybe any other city nearby. Um, Leeds was the biggest city in 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 Yorkshire, um, which is which is big, but it's it's not tall. Um, so that's the there's one not thing. the skyscrapers. No, not at all. And that and that's what struck me the most flying into O'Hare was was um, as I as, you know, as the plane was getting lower, everything was getting nearer, <laughs> far quicker than I was expecting it to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this the this, this sheer size was 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 just uh, amazed me. Um, and it was um, it was summer as well, so it was the whole place was just was was beautiful, little. Uh, was I to, to to know and was very unaware of what the winters were like. So, and I'm still not really, it still shocks me every, every winter. The, are the winters more brutal? Because I would yeah, imagine yeah. you had some pretty brutal winters where you were at. No, not but very. I mean, I, I remember it snowing once. 
That's it. That's that, uh, well, you didn't like, have snow that often. Huh? Not 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 that stuck yeah. around. I mean, um, it's probably just a lot of rain then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of rain. But we we lived in what's known as the Vale of York. So there's hills on 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 either side, pretty much, and we're just in this valley. So a lot of the weather just missed us. Um, we, the one snowfall we did get, there was several several feet of snow. Um, that, that was I think seventy eight, maybe. But that was really the only time I remember. Um, snow uh, of that volume until you know coming here and it's 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 every year so what was the biggest adjustment for you coming and living in chicago or in the united states it's not that different it i mean it's not that different that speaking the language definitely helps um you know it made, it made that that transition much easier um the foods are pretty much the same um uh, the name brands are the same. Let's put it that way. The, a lot of the food in England is is you wouldn't want anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't a fan of the food. I, I, there are definitely certain things that I miss, and there's actually a, a an Irish uh, store in Tinley Park that sells English food. Oh, okay. So um, I do I go up there now and again to get my uh, my creature comforts, my tea bags, you know, um, and and chocolate biscuits, and, and it's just the things that remind me that I'm still English. Um, <laughs> Um, but no, it, it really, there, there wasn't an, uh, much of an adjustment. It was, it was very, very, um, very smooth. It was, it, it wasn't difficult at all. I would imagine the only, as far as language, it would probably just be some slang, some slang differences. And yeah, ask, asking for a for a, um, a a cheese and tomato sandwich in Subway was was it was a feat. Because the nobody behind the counter knew what a tomato was, <laughs> and I used to have to say to them, look, you know, look, look down. Across all the vegetables you have in this tray, and what what sounds the most like tomato to you? <laughs> Gosh, that's so funny! It's so simple. Yeah, like, it, 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 <laughs> it is. It, it, and, and so it's the, 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 it's not. It doesn't sound that different from tomato. Like no, it it, and it shouldn't be that hard. But to be fair, a lot of the people that worked in Subway they probably weren't American anyway. So. <laughs> Um, it was, in was, yeah, in Chicago. In Chicago I mean, wasn't yeah, their first language. Yeah, right. Gosh, that's um, funny. But even now, it's 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 things like that. My, um, uh, since living in 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 Bourbon, I've I've, uh, I've had a couple of boys, two sons, um, and eleven and, and seven, and they constantly pick up on my um, on my language. Uh-huh. I know it's not this, Dad. It's that. It's not. You don't say it like this. You say it like that. It's it's herb, not herb. It's like okay, boys. Okay, <laughs> I get so. that all the time, and I'm not even English. The the herb and herb. Right thing, I yeah. do that all the time. Yeah. People are like, no, it's it's herb. Yeah, it's, it's a silent H. <laughs> right, it's a, <laughs> I yeah, I do that all the time. Like, no, it's not herb, it's herb. Come on, get it right, Jake. Now, do your kids are they fascinated with your background, or do they just give you a hard time about, uh, both. about your they, language? They, they definitely. Um, the my eldest, um, say he's he's eleven now. He's he's more curious now. I'm becoming more of this sh- sideshow to his school friends. You know, <laughs> like my dad's uh, English. Yeah, he'll he'll call he'll call me up and say, "Hey, dad, just say something." You know, and, and, and it's like what what. What do, you, what do you want me to say? Yeah, perfect. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> That's all he had to say. What? <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was just, just, just you see, told you he was English. Um, so there's definitely a, a more of a fascination um, uh, with 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 him. And and my youngest is he's starting to adopt some of my Englishisms. Um, um, so Which are what? Well, what just are... words. Essentially, yeah. words. He'll say things like coffee shop. 
you know, um, and uh, particularly like song lyrics. He listens to a lot of English music, and 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 so he he mimics a, a lot of the English sounds, um, which is fine now at, at seven. I don't know if it'll still work for him when he's seventeen. Some, <laughs> I I mean it might. You know, some look. some people fall in love with the Beatles at age seven, and they're still you know this Beatles fan when they're sixty. I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll 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 see if he if he sticks with the the, the English language um, as as he is doing right now. But I I, I can't see it. It's uh, it's one of those things I think you've got or you haven't got. I'm 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 amazed that after twenty years in this country, I still haven't lost the accent. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you feel like you've adopted like some? Yeah, I say tomato now instead of. Tomato. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah, you probably learned that right that and one quickly. The, and to be honest, it was and even this this weekend just gone. Um, I, I my house is is covered with Google Home, and I've, I've got a very kind of wireless. Uh, home, but my Google. Yeah, because you work in tech, so right. you're. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a given. Um, but my but my my device doesn't understand me when I ask it things, so I have to speak to it in an American accent, and I do a terrible American accent. Yeah. So. Oh, I gotta hear it now. Oh, it's it, it's straight Valley Girl stuff. It's like all it? I can do is whatever, <laughs> and it it so you can't go around saying that and only that. So, um, yeah. So that's so I have to say things like garage. To the to the to, to enough, yeah, you can't say up. garage. No, I can't. No, it's like yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Again, look down. It's it's it, well, it's it's close to something. It's very close to what it should be. Yeah. But it's it's never accepted. So. But but it's uh, I guess it's far enough apart from like you said, like tomato, and then garage. You know. Yeah, I think you, the, garage. The, Google's algorithms need to be <laughs> updated just for me. Well, I think. isn't there? You, I know you can cho- you can choose a, all the different languages, right? Isn't there a you can. A, you, a, a United Kingdom version there, of there, English? There, I think there is an option for it to um, to learn your voice, um, but I um, I'm, I'm a bit skeptical of of. I work in tech, so I'm very skeptical of it and, oh, and what it and what it can do. You yeah, know, to take course. that information elsewhere. Yeah. So I don't I don't give it full access to too many things. But mm-hmm. um, and I can learn it to say garage and yeah. it's much easier <laughs> i would imagine so now, if yeah. it doesn't understand me the first time you know, yeah i'll say it different the second time uh-huh. so what's another question that you get posed all the time besides you know how did you end up in kankakee <laughs> county um uh, the, the the biggest one is is you know uh, how come your accent uh, is, is still, is still the same after 20 years um uh, and then followed up by please don't lose it <laughs> yeah know, right like yeah um um do your sons have an english accent i get that a lot and why would they they're american um uh but not too much the main one is what 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 on earth are you doing in bourbon i know um like yeah well you know a woman will do that to you um so <laughs> and i think maybe it's i mean how many uh, you were how old when you in in 99 when you came here, you were in your twenties or thirties, right? Uh, Thirty, low thirties. So I mean, you spent, I mean, a good chunk of your life almost in, in the United Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 30, 30 years out of my fifty, pretty okay. much have been have been in the UK. I would think that plays a big role into why you haven't lost your accent. Um, yes, um, but um. Conversely, my my sister can spend a week in the U.S. and speaks with an American accent. I have that that same. I, I 
I the first tour I ever went on with my band, we were on tour with another band, and they were from uh, Massachusetts, New Hampshire region. And so they say things a little differently, and they've got a little, just like any other country, right. certain regions of that country have a little bit different of an accent, right? And they have a little different of an accent, too. I feel like they kind of make words a little longer. Um, so I spent like a month with them on on the road oh, cool. in, in, in the summer. It was like 10 years ago. And when I came back, um, my girlfriend and I, we'd like, We'd go to the drive-thru, for instance, and I'd be saying things really weird. Like, I, I picked up yeah. on their accent. Yep. It happens. I remember I spent when I was a kid, I spent a week in South Carolina with my cousins, and I started talking a little with a little drawl, yeah. you know, a little southern drawl there. So, like... I, I guess it just to each their person. Yeah, it just it just hasn't it just hasn't stuck with me, and uh, um, I, I I don't know if that's a good thing or, or a bad thing. I guess it's uh, it's definitely a conversation starter when I when I'm you know even sat at a restaurant. I can't. My girlfriend now she has to order me my food because if I say something, the the, the waitress will then have a conversation about where I'm from and what am I doing, and my girlfriend gets really like just leave him <laughs> <She> alone. <laughs> It's not like dance monkey, you know, it's, 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 it's say something, say something cool. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I've had the accent all my life. It's, it's not going to go anywhere. I don't think. I'm sure if the other, if it was the other way around, I remember there was a, a wonderful waitress that used to work at Yanni's in Mantino and she was Australian. Okay. So she obviously had an Australian accent and I can only imagine, I would think that she would get tipped well. I mean, she was friendly, but also like Americans were a, were saps for uh, Australian accents, English accents. You know, it's just... yeah, and particularly in in, in small town. Yes, uh, you know, small town USA. It, it's it, it, you, you don't pass through people like like me. You don't come through very often. You know, yeah. um, and particularly when they're here to stay, it's um, uh, it's always just this, just this fascination. It, it's gone away now. Uh, As people more... get to know you, yeah. Yeah, so it's, you're uh, you're officially blended into uh, for, the, for the large part. I'm I, I'm big into the music scene in in Kankakee, so that's um, right. I know a lot of musicians and and um, and I hang out in a lot of bars. It sounds a bit seedy, but I I go and see as many live bands as I possibly can. So. Right. Well, I mean, your partner is a musician, so yes, Lee Evan from Lee Evan the Lowdown. Yeah. 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 So, what's your favorite part about Kankakee County then, since you've been living here? Favorite part. Yeah. What are what are some things that you've absolutely loved living here compared to Chicago or even compared to when you were living in the UK? Um, I can park my car anywhere. <laughs> I, I can I can go to the to the grocery store and and find a parking place and it's not a problem. Um, that's that's one of the, the the biggest things really is is the space. There's a, there's a lot more space down here, and and I'm from the country, so it's it, I'm you know it's just kind of like home to me anyway. Um, grew up around the cornfields, so just just having him on the doorstep here is is just um, is just a bonus. And I I really I really like downtown Kankakee as well. It's, it's a place that fascinates me a lot. And uh, um, really the music festivals and and, um, um, and well anything related to music, I just I just enjoy being around. So and I, you had that in Chicago. I mean, Obviously. I know we had it yeah. in Chicago because I did it for ten years. I ran my own. Oh, that's right. You were a promoter, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So where did you book where did you book shows then? Um initially we did things like Subterranean, okay. um, Underground Lounge, Elbow Room. 
Yeah. Um, Rest in but, peace, uh, elbow room. Yeah, yeah that, um, was, that was sad. Yeah, it is sad when a when a place has to has to close down. Um, damn you, COVID. Um, <laughs> did, did that happen? Before that happened during COVID. Um, I thought it happened before. Maybe COVID. that happened before. I don't know. It, no, I, no, no. I, it was the last. It was the last year or so, wasn't it? I don't know. I thought elbow room closed before COVID. Either way, well, yeah. Either way, it was kind of. Um, it, obviously it was sad because elbow room had been around for so long and was a big part of of the scene for a long time yeah yeah we had we had shows there um every week um and it, it got to the point where we opened up we opened our own venue oh you did um called it was called the go jangle music lounge and uh, uh because it, we, the whole thing was born from this website that a, a friend of mine created called gojangle.com um that allowed musicians to, to upload their own music and bio and kind of then just get that that music to a wider a wider audience that's cool um so it was a there's a, a mexican restaurant on clark street just down from wrigley field um it's a huge huge space and um, we rented that out i'll say rented he gave us gave us a space for free um and he took the the, the till he, okay he took um, a cut yeah well you know he took all the money basically. Oh, he took all of it <laughs> unless, oh, wow. unless we were charging on the door I and mean, we, oh, we did okay. it we did it out of love really we did mm-hmm. it out of the love of music we, but that's we, where your the your your music venue space was eventually yeah yeah um and that that was that was a that, that was a good time that was a, a fun time was how long tiring. did that go on for uh go jangle itself went on for 10 years the venue for about three okay um and in the end it just we we got burnt out i mean i was i was doing um an open mic at uh, a bar called pint on milwaukee avenue on a tuesday and then we're doing shows Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. And these were, you know, um, going until two, three in the morning. And then I was getting up and going to work your, for my regular your, job. Your regular job. Yeah. yeah. It's not like this was going to pay for. <laughs> no. no, no, no. We didn't. We didn't the, the only time we really made any money out of, out of Go Jungle was when we, we sold it to some angel investors. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and as soon as they um, um, acquired it, they fired me. From the, from, oh, the of course. From, from the board of directors, so yeah. um, which I was somewhat relieved with because it was, I, I, I was ten years older than when I was when I started it, and mm-hmm. uh, it was it was it really was taking its its toll. Um, um, but I met Lee through that. I was going to say so, that's how you met, yeah, yeah, and that in itself was was a strange one because we you know we we both lived in Chicago, we didn't know each other um, except through music. She she. Her and her band ended up becoming our house band at the open mic uh, at, at, uh, at Pint, um, um, and then we kind of went all our, went our separate ways. I moved down here, um, and then I found her down here. This is her; she's from Hershey, okay, uh, Limestone, kind of around there. Yeah, um, and she'd moved back home, um, and we uh, we. We're f- friends for such a long time that we were on MySpace, but we never migrated to Facebook. <laughs> okay, put it that way. So yeah, yeah. So that um, happened with a lot of us. I feel like yeah. you know. So we we met up again and and um, and uh, reignited her her musical career. You know, um, she formed a band. She'd always had this band, but in the city, and she reformed it with some uh, musicians from from Kankakee County, um, and now they practice in my basement. <laughs> that's cool yeah that's awesome yeah. what were some of the did you ever when you were doing go django is that go jangle go jangle yeah. um when you were doing that were there any bands that you ended up working with that are now 
Uh, no, well-known. No, I mean, there's a band called the Wombats out of the UK. Okay, um, yeah. They, they were on the site very, very early on. Okay. Um, the nearest thing, and I, I, I was thinking about this just the other day because I, I figured you'd ask me something like this, and I can't <laughs> remember the guy's name, but um, there's a uh, Lupe Fiasco song called America, and the backing vocals on that are sung by the guy that used to play for us, like on a monthly basis oh wow to come and do shows for us that's yeah. so cool um to the point where he had to stop doing shows for us because we did we weren't paying any money and he was becoming a little bit more professional and more serious in his mm -hmm. career um but no but if, i mean if they if they are if there are any successful bands that were you know were on our side then i don't know about them uh -huh. and they probably don't you know want to call me up and tell me but yeah uh, i definitely i i i reckon i know the wombats yeah. i've heard that are they still around yeah they yeah, are. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, one, again one of the very early adopters, because um, it was it was say, an open forum. People just upload the music from from all over the world. We had bands from Russia, and in fact, sure. we used, we used to do shows. Um, we had a show in New York, and we had a, uh, a show in London. Oh wow! Um, that that people did on our behalf under the Gojangle name. Sure, um, which was very cool. Um, just just to see our name, you know, hanging above a a, a stage in a, in a bar in London. Yeah. Um, your hometown, you know, your home well, country. Home country, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so, yeah, we had, that 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 whole experience was a lot of a lot of joy, a lot of good times, um, a lot of drunken memories. Oh man, and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's usually how um, it goes. Again, one of the reasons why I probably had, you know gave it up and 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 stayed down here was just for the the quieter, simpler life. And then you know met up with Lee, and now I'm back in it again, back in the in the music scene, and uh, and and loving every, every second of it. But in the comfort of my own house which is yeah i don't have far to, I don't have far to fall you don't right you don't have to go to x venue right. and and set you know set things up and yep. you know yeah no, it's uh it's a, a permanent um a permanent uh state in my basement is, is the speakers and the drums and the and yeah. the and the mic so yeah that's so cool yeah it is it's a lot of fun yeah awesome well i mean this has been this has been a lot of fun um anything else you want to add I, I just on the history side of things it's it's um you know there's a there's a war memorial on on broadway uh-huh um and my name's on there my surname is on there so i'm not the first topless to be in kankakee county oh i wonder do you think there's a connection or do you think it how just many, happens to be I, I i don't know how how topless i mean how it's is not that a common name it's not a common name no no um i mean it's got to be some something there i would imagine and i've always been fascinated to to, to find out who that person was and where they came from so if, if anybody okay. if anybody knows because I, 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 I haven't found anything um it's a slightly different spelling it's only one s but it's it's i mean it all comes from the same pool i i, I imagine i would imagine so because i know just from speaking from like my family's um background uh lamore has a couple different spellings mm -hmm. and apparently we're still all actually related somehow just one some preferred to spell it a different way or um like in my case my family has a capital m and then there's other lamores that don't have a capital m and then there's another group that instead of pronouncing it lamore it's pronounced lamar and it's got um uh, it's got a little bit different spelling so yeah. well, you know you've got, you've got to think that at the time um when you know the immigrants first first came over to the u.s they couldn't write yes so they were so whoever was transcribing their name were doing it by by ear 
and just writing down whatever they thought. Well, and that's another reason I always say that's why there's so many Andersons. That's why mm-hmm. there's so many Smiths is because they were ended up being assigned to that. Name. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because it was just easier. Yeah. yeah. So you've got all these Andersons and all these Smiths that have no relation to each other. Yep, and it's kind of sad because it's like, OK, well, <laughs> that history is gone. Yeah. How do yeah. I trace my heritage? Yeah. Like, I don't know where, yeah. you know. Yeah, that is, that is sad um, that, 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 that that part of history has just been wiped out purely because um, of the time, you know, it's just yeah. they, they couldn't, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't write it down or they couldn't verbalize it or, or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm curious to find out yeah. who, who that topless is. It um, would be, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe that's something we can work on together. Maybe we can find out something on that, but that would be interesting because do you know if you have any other family that has come here? To the United States, besides yourself, I have family in Canada. Okay, um, but I'm the only only U.S. one that I'm aware of. Okay, but you at least have other family on this continent. Yeah, I've yeah. not se- I've not seen them for thirty years. For sure, but um, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So there is there is family here. Are both of your parents English as well? Yes. Or okay. Yeah. So you're pure. Pure English, as, as, as far as, as, as you know. As you could possibly, yeah. I mean, we all, we all the English they come from somewhere. Well, Romanic or, or um, you know, <clears throat> England's been invaded more times than than any other country. I think by by various different people. Who knows? Probably you know, even our royalty isn't English. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got a good point there. Germans, yeah, <laughs> those darn Germans. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Simon Topless, for being on the show and and letting us. Uh, learn all about your your heritage and where you come from. And and I'm so glad you winded up in, in Kankakee County. Yeah, me you know? too. Thank you. I, I appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, I'd like to do it again sometime. Kankakee Podcast is a Lamore Media LLC production hosted by Jake Lamore and edited by me, his intern, Nathan Burns. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this podcast with a family, friend, or neighbor that you think might enjoy learning new things about the people and places of Kankakee County. Also, a special thank you to our patrons for helping make this episode possible, including Jake Lee, Jesse Arsenal, Dave Barron, Daryl Damper, Samantha Rocknowski, Lake Iverson, Travis Garcia, Jane Bostwick, Dawn Harrison, Simon Topless, Scott Wright, Carrie O'Connell, Jamie Race, Eric Olson, Dan DeBoard, Jeff and Rosa Carroll, Teague Drennan, Sandy and Steve Twite, and Rose Lucky. To become a podcast patron, go to kinkypodcast.com and click on the patron tab. If you pledge five or more dollars per month, you'll also hear your name announced on an episode. There's also other rewards like early access to episodes, behind-the-scenes podcast episodes, podcast merch, discounts on special events, spending a day at the Kankakee County Museum with Jake, and so much more. Your monthly pledge is truly appreciated. Our goal right now is to reach $400 per month, so please sign up for the patron program today at kinkakeepodcast.com. Our theme song is by Lupe Carroll. 